Welcome to Men Talk, the podcast that takes a deep dive into the world of miscarriage, infertility, infant loss, and stillbirth. Hosted by Daniel Landau, founder of menshelpline.org, we'll be sitting down every week with real guys to discuss their stories, struggles, and triumphs. So grab a drink, sit tight, and let's talk. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Men's Talk podcast, where we talk about miscarriage, infant loss, stillbirth, and infertility. Today's guest is Kevin Button, who is out in the UK. Kevin, feel free to introduce yourself, share your journey, tell us a little bit what you do, and we'll go from there. The floor is yours, Kevin. Hi, guys. Uh, yeah, uh, my name is Kevin Button. Uh, I'm based in South Wales in the UK. Uh, and going back from the very beginning, um, I was in a relationship at the time. Uh, things were going well, and um, we were going for that whole process, and uh, it weren't working out. Decided to go to the doctors. Have the usual tests. Uh, basically, the bottom line, it came down to me. I was unable to have ch- uh, children. Uh, they diagnosed me as Satili cell only syndrome, and uh, it was a tough process. Uh, moving forward, um, I met an amazing woman, Nikki, who I'm proud to call my wife, and we went on our fertility journey. Uh, two failed attempts, uh, IVF and ICSI. And for the past few years, I set up the Man Cave. Um, Spreading awareness on male infertility and mental health. Uh, it's just gone from strength to strength. And now I've um, I've delved into the coaching side of things, the male infertility coaching. And I've just set up the fearless fertility. And uh, that's where I'm at, guys. Quite a journey. So I want to just backtrack for a second before we jump into the man cave and before yeah. we jump into the fertility coaching. Yeah. What happened when you got that diagnosis? Were you shocked? How did you how did you deal with it? What happened? Um, I, I was numb. I, I was in the room and I weren't in the room. If I made any sense, I was I was told I was unable to have children. Uh, and there's the door, Mister Button. And uh, I went out to that door expecting directions or a leaflet or some kind of information, and there was nothing of the sort. And um, I went on a bad journey. Uh, I'm, I'm ashamed to say I was I was drinking heavily. Uh, I'm ashamed to say I was taking drugs at the time. I, I mixed up with the wrong people. And like I said, lucky enough, I met an amazing woman who changed my life. But I know there's a lot of guys, as I've been on this journey of the past few years, I've been speaking to, and all that lucky to meet these amazing women. And this this is what I'm about in yourself, is spreading the word and let, letting guys know that it's, it's okay not to be okay, basically. Yeah, that's exactly right. It is okay not to be okay. At the end of the day, you know, what you, what you fell into with the drugs and the alcohol, I hear that's so common, right? People get the news yeah. that they're not able to have children. They have to go down the fertility journey and they don't know how to deal with it. So they turn to drugs, they turn to alcohol, they wind up getting divorced. I mean, turning to porn, addictions, you name it, it happens. So you're not alone in that regard. And then what happened? What happened after you found out, you know, you met a girl and then you tried two attempts like, were you also down that that path of drugs and alcohol, or did you handle it a little bit differently? How, how did you handle the news going through the process again, through the through the IVF and, the, and everything else? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I think it was a, it was a tough old process. Like I said, leaving leaving that at the hospital, the clinic, and um, I went on this road for a year of drinking heavily and taking drugs, and um, I met an amazing woman, Nikki. But it got to a point where I was going on a, a couple of dates with. Uh, women before I met Nikki, my wife, and um, as soon as the topic of children came up, I'd get a bit scared and I kind of blow the woman out. I won't tell the exact reason why why I was shying away from her, 
But I got to a point where I, I met Nikki on a date and um, I just poured my heart out and she accepted me for my situation. And yeah, we, we, we went on our journey. And like I said, I, I didn't drink or done any of that. It was just because my, my head, I was in a bad place. I was messed up. I, I thought this was the end of the world. There was no support. There was no aftercare. But like I said, it was a bad process. But I was lucky enough to meet someone who, who changed my life around. But I know there's men out there that, that struggle on a daily basis. Definitely. And that fear that you had, a, you, you poured your heart to, out to her, which is un- unbelievable because there was definitely a fear out there. You know, you yeah. find out this news, you're going through the dating process and like everybody wants to have children, you know. So yeah. to, to be able to, to, to tell her that that takes courage and it's not easy to do. So I give you a lot of credit for that. Did you have any thoughts about not telling her or how you were going to present it to her? How, I, how did you deliver the news? Yeah, I, I think it got to, a, like I said, I went on a number of dates and I think it got to a point where I thought, right, I need, I need to do something about this. Um, and we, to be honest, we, like I said, we went on a first date and I think I, I came home and I, I think I sent her the same message, text her saying, look, it's not for me, but that weren't the case. And then I think about two or three weeks down the line, I thought enough's enough. And I got in touch and uh, we met up and I, I told her everything. And like I said, she accepted me for who I was. It weren't a big issue. It was for me at the time. But like she said, there's other avenues, adoption, sperm donors. And um, it was, a, it was a, lot of, a lot of weight off my shoulders, Dan. A lot of weight. And um, I, felt, I felt reborn. I was a bit cheesy, but I did feel reborn. I felt uh, I had a purpose. I could carry on with my life. And that, and that's so true, right? So for all the guys listening, if you talk about it, it makes you feel better because it gets the weight 100%, 100%. off your chest. If you hold it in, you know, it's not so good. To get that weight off your chest and just share your story, talk about it, it's definitely helpful. So let's let's shift gears for a second. Aside from what happened during the process yeah. and the failed attempts, What's the man cave? What what is what is that all about? The man cave. Uh, this is um, stem from my old my old journey regarding the fertility. Um, my cousin, my cousin, uh, my cousin was younger than me. I was close to my cousin, and um, he took he took his own life. Nothing to do with fertility, but he was a young guy. And what I was battling with, I thought, and I spoke to a number of people on my journey who, who had the same suicidal thoughts as well. And like I said, I was lucky enough to meet the woman. And is in my area, the, the biggest suicide rate in the UK under the age of 50 is, is like mental health and suicides and that. So I put the two together and I thought, going down this route, uh, route of male infertility, there's a lot of guys who have the same same emotions as me and they've got nowhere to turn and um so i set up the man cave an instagram account it started off an instagram account it's grown into facebook twitter uh, i got my website and um it was just just getting the word out there like you were doing now dan uh, just spreading awareness on male infertility mental health letting guys know that you're not you're not alone in this world there is avenues and um as the years have gone on, the last two or three years, I've seen a big shift, especially on the social media side and especially, especially on the Instagram accounts. There's a lot of support out there for the guys now, which is, which is so good to see, but we're a long way off where we need to be, but we're in the right direction. Yeah, we're heading that way. I'm really glad you, you know, you're sharing your story. Yeah. You posted on Facebook and created that, or, that organization. 
Now let's talk about your fertility coaching. What is it? How do people find find you for it? What do you provide in the fertility coaching? What do you talk about? What is that like? Yeah, I've just started now in the, in the past few weeks. Uh, fearless fertility. I, I, as early days, I've set up an Instagram account and we're going to see how it takes off. But uh, there's uh, things in place. It basically is a six-weeks course for uh, all the men, not just in the UK, worldwide, where I... Um, uh, is um, a session, one one hour session every week where we, we talk about the wealth, uh, the mental welfare, uh, the physical health, um, your lifestyle, your nutrition, your health, uh, motivation, goals, acceptance, which I'm really big on. I, I believe as soon as you accept your situation, um, I think your life becomes better and your family and everyone around you. And then we talk about the future, what's next for you. And um, it's just getting you through that process. If, if you're on that fertility journey, if you're just starting out, or or, if, or even if you're past that 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 stage, you've, you've had kids, but you still struggle on a daily basis to to get the grips of the old process. And um, yeah, it's just being there, mate. It's, it's don't I mean it's uh, just being there for that guy in that six weeks process. And um, yeah, I'm really confident that it's going to take off. I got a lot in place, and uh, it's going to be a big few weeks ahead of myself, mate. It's exciting. Are they on Zoom or are they in person? Where are you, where are you doing it? Yeah, they're going to be Zoom calls. We're going to work. We're going to work one on one with the client. It's all confidential between me and that client. Yeah, it's going to be Zoom calls, and um, like I said, it's worldwide, and um, it's going to really take off. I got a lot of support back to me, and thanks for having me on today. And uh, <coughs> sorry, but um, yeah, it's, it's, it's much needed. It's, it's much needed. The coaching needs to be done. Like I said, going back to my my journey leaving that clinic wow no support no no aftercare no no follow-up consultation with the doctors it was there's the door mr button all the best and it, it still happens today i'm on a lot of support groups dan and it's it's really sad to see and i believe there's a lot of men slipping through the the process like i said i was lucky to meet the woman there's a lot of guys are not that lucky they, they haven't got that family or those friends or that support so People like myself and like yourself are standing up for these guys and um, just reach out, guys. If you're listening or women, just reach out and um, there is help out there. And that's definitely true. I mean, people do need the help, especially when it comes to this. And and I really wish the way that these clinics would approach the treatments and when you give the news a little bit differently because all the time it's about the woman. You know, when you when you go for fertility treatment, they tell you, Oh, they're gonna take these shots and that shots, but they don't they don't talk about you as a guy. They don't say, How are you feeling with this? How are you gonna handle it? How are you gonna yeah. support? How are you gonna handle it with work? They, they they just don't talk about that. And that's really unfortunate. I think that really needs to change. I think clinics need clinicians need to be told it's not just about the female patient in the room. It's about everybody sitting around them and, and the mental health and, and the social works, whoever's there, need to make sure there are resources there for the guys so yeah. they don't go down a deep, dark hole. To- totally agree, Dan. Like, like regards to my uh, my journey, it was a sperm donor we had to use, but it was just like, well, we don't need Mr. Button now. We don't need to talk to him. We don't need to listen to what he has to say. We're using a sperm donor. Well, that's not the case. It's a 50-50 process. <clears throat> and... Um, yeah, a lot, a lot needs to be done. Like you said, they need to sit up and listen. And with us on these platforms now, social media platforms, we can make a big difference. And like I said, it's, it's going in the right direction. 
did you feel a little less of a man or feel guilt, you know, okay, we're going to, we're going to use a sperm donor. Yeah. I'll be honest. Like a lot of men, it was a tough process to start off with. I thought I was a bit ashamed. I didn't want to talk to anyone. I thought, could I, could I, could a father, could I, could I, could I be that person? And um, it, it took, it took a lot of, a lot of chats with friends and family opening up. This is why it's crucial. And people, people, uh, my cousin, my cousin especially told me, look, you're going to bring that child up. You were going to be the dad. And they were the words I needed a year. And that, that triggered me off to be right. You are right there. This, this, this is where we're at. And yeah, um, like I said, it is going to be a tough process, but I, I got it in the end. I was, I was open and um, I was confident in moving forward. And you got there, which is incredible. But the one thing that I would tell guys out there is you got to believe, you got to have hope because if you don't have hope in the process or faith in the process, it's never going to work. This, this whole, this whole fertility journey is a, is a minefield. Is it's such a battle mentally and physically. And, um, I speak a lot about it. I think we need to find something to take those frustrations out. And for me personally, and I hated running as a kid and in school, but I took my, I, I said, I, I signed up for an half a marathon. And I, I, I took my frustration out on the pavement, the poor pavements, but I, I, I run every day. I was running four or five miles a day. I was just, I was in the zone. I put my, my, uh, my, um, my mobile on, I put my podcast on and I, and I just set off, mate. And I, uh, I burned out them trainers, but uh, there's, there's other ways. And this is what I feel as fertility. I do. I'm giving these guys the tools, little things, coping mechanisms. Get out, get yourself out running, join a football team. Join a group, a reading, or whatever, whatever you're into. Just, just come out of your comfort zone, face your fears, and you'll become a better person, guys. Hundred percent. I'll tell you what now. Absolutely, that's one of the things what I'm trying to accomplish within our organization, Men's Helpline, is creating a sense of community within community. It's a great outlet to join a football club or to play a sport or go for a run. So create that sense of community. Team up with another guy who's going through this and go for a jog with them. Go play a game basketball to have a normal conversation about it. Just get get those feelings and emotions out in a natural yeah. setting. Totally agree. This is where you have these important chats. Like you said, you join these groups. They're all strangers. And then it's just nice. You kind of open up gradually as the days go on. And you'll just be it's just a weight off your shoulders. And it's, it's just amazing. Like you said, I, I was close to my friends and family. But at the start, I couldn't, I couldn't talk to no one. I felt ashamed and embarrassed. But... Like I said, you join you join a group or a team or whatever, and you just start opening up. And when 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 this happens, you don't realize how many people in that network are going through the same process as you. But <laughs> us guys, we we won't talk. But as soon as they come out, you'd be surprised how many people are in the same situation. And that's not that's not just in the UK. That's out there, guys, with you as well, wherever you are. And um, yeah, it's, it's, it's unbelievable, guys. You just need to open up, and that's the hardest part. Just opening up, and you'll get it, guys. It'll, it'll take time, but uh, you just keep doing what you're doing. It's so true. The statistics. If you look at the statistics, one in four pregnancies end in a miscarriage. One in eight couples struggle with infertility. One in 160 births end in a stillbirth, and one in a thousand babies die of SIDS. So that very fact that even though you didn't think you were going to be in this club, you never go into it thinking, "Okay, hey, I'm going to go on this journey." You always think positive, but 
at the end of the day, if you are going through it, there is someone to your left and someone to your right who could be going through it. You're not alone in that struggle. And don't be afraid. Don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed. It's okay to talk about. And I think society now needs to change that stigma. And as more and more people share their stories and talk about it, I think it's becoming more accepted. Yeah, to- totally agree. Like I said, just especially in the UK, Zach, there's a lot of people in the public eye speaking about it, men and women now. And that's what we need, the people in the public eye, celebrities, <clears throat> just to open up now. And I think it's coming. I think a big part of the mental health, I think it, it, uh, the, the stigma's broke. I, me personally, I think the stigma's broke. Like uh, the likes of Tyson Fury, big, big, huge celebrities. Not Nothing to do with fertility, but I mean about the mental health side of things. Like you've got this big, strong man, this boxer, heavyweight champion in the world. And he's speaking about mental health and that. It's so amazing to see. And this is when conversations happen. And it, like I said, I, I went down to the club on the weekend and me and the boys were talking about things we never talk in years. But we were just opening up the, the massive supporters of what I'm doing and um, just having them little chats, guys. That's all it takes. And um, like I said, it will come. Guys, just keep keep uh, doing what you're doing. Absolutely. Kevin, thanks for coming on the show. If no you want to talk... If you guys want to talk about it, want fertility coaching, you're out in the UK, you want to meet up with uh, Kevin, I'm sure he'd be happy to meet with you. Please don't feel free to reach out. And remember, you are not alone. We're here from you. We're changing the world every day for the better and making sure that men who are going through the infertility journey, dealing with a miscarriage, are not left alone, are able to talk about it, feel comfortable about it. And uh, we'll get through this. Be strong. We're here for you. Thank you, guys. Thanks for the support. And uh, just give us a follow on Instagram, guys. We're on uh, Fearless Fertility or The Man Cave and reach out to me or Dan. Yeah, thanks for everything, guys. My pleasure. You've just listened to another great episode of Men Talk with Daniel Landau. If you've suffered from miscarriage, infertility, stillbirth, or infant loss and want to open up about it, reach out. We'd love to have you on the show. You can also join our Facebook group, or if you'd like to get involved and start a chapter in your neighborhood, visit our website, www.menshelpline.org today. Until next week, stay strong, and remember, you're not alone.